you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. You know, I was just talking to a mechanic over at the place where I get my car work done. Speaking of a tune-up, you know, sometimes a car just needs that. Got a family vehicle here that failed to start the other night. We got underneath, tapped the starter. Sure enough, it started. So it needs a new starter, getting that done. Hey, just one of those things about keeping a car in tune. Sometimes we need that in our personal lives, whether it's health, business, relationships. Need a tune-up. We're going to talk about that. Every week we talk about the real-life questions that we're confronted with. Breaking those downs, coming up with new solutions, taking 48 minutes here to make our lives better in a whole lot of areas. Got somebody who says, Dan, my manager is rude and demanding. Should I leave? Well, those are the kind of questions we'll be looking at. Our sponsor today is Casper. Telling you more about Casper mattresses here in a little bit. Here's some of the other questions we'll be looking at. Dan, I have $90,000 in student loan debt. Now listen to this. This is somebody just graduating. Should I live the life I love or focus on paying that debt? Ooh, ouch. What a tough choice. Dan, how can being a podcast guest help me get exposure? Got my friend Tom Schwab. Did a little interview with him. I want him to explain why being on a podcast is so powerful if you have a message that you want to share. And then last week, I asked for some suggestions. Tom had a question about having one acre of land. Got some suggestions for what to do with that. Dan, Amazon won't accept cover letters. What should I do? Dan, I spent many years in music ministry in local churches, but want to transfer my skill set to a different context. And then the person that I mentioned here at the outset, my manager is extremely rude and demanding. I've tried my best to work for her, but I feel myself getting deeper into depression over the situation. Well, you've got a lot of company these days and uh, having a work situation like that. The question is simply, what can you control? What can you not control? Make decisions based on what you can control. We'll look at what you can do in that situation. Here's a quotation for the day. Comes from Miguel de Cervantes, who said, Never stand begging for that which you have the power to earn. I scratch my head when I think about that because I see so many people that are standing around just asking for things when they have the power to earn that. Why would you spend your time? I mean, frankly, sometimes I, I find people who spend six months, you know, filling out a um, some kind of an application for a government grant. I'm thinking, my gosh, why didn't you just go earn the money to do that? Or people looking for investors in their business, just earn the money. You don't have to complicate things by having investors. And it's a whole lot easier just to learn, earn the money. Well, that's our quotation. I'll stand by that. Never stand begging for that, which you have the power to earn. I'm sure that raises some uh, questions with some of you. Be delighted to hear your responses to that. Well, let me talk about casper here a minute and we've also got fresh books i want to talk to you about them and then we'll move on i want to talk to you about my friends at casper casper is a sleep brand that created one perfect mattress sold directly to the consumers now think about the usual process mattress is manufactured somewhere then it goes through retailers ultimately ends up in a little store in your town where they have to pay salespeople, pay utilities and keep the lights on and rent 
That's not what they do at Casper. They sell directly to you. Do you think that may provide a significant savings for a better quality mattress? Absolutely. I mean, there's a whole lot of teams that have worked on developing the Casper mattress. You've heard me talk about it. People rush to claim the room with the Casper mattress in it in our guest house when they're here on our property in Franklin, Tennessee. That's the response that we get again and again and again. Now, mattresses can cost well over $1,500, but Casper mattresses cost $500 for a twin size, $750 for a full, $850 for a queen, and $950 for a king. Buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. They offer free delivery, free returns with a 100-night home trial. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. That's the way that it is. Time Magazine named Casper one of the best inventions of 2015. And now it's the most awarded mattress of the decade. Here's the deal. We got a special offer for you. As you know, go to casper.com slash sleep you love and use the promo code sleep you love to save $50 off your purchase. Let me give that to you again. Casper.com slash sleep you love. Then use the promo code sleep you love to save $50 off your purchase. Well, I want to share some success stories with you. This is a growing body of work because of all the things that you guys are doing out there. Um, as we talk about the new 48 days membership site that we're going to have work you love community and a lot of things percolating around that idea but one of the things that we're going to do based on your request the second most requested resource that you want to have is hearing other people's success stories now we got a whole lot of response from you in the survey that we did recently and yes you want a training center where you can go and get specific information on things. There were five major areas we looked at, but the second most requested thing, you know, beyond the sense of community, personal coaching, all those kind of was hearing the success stories, hearing from other people that give you the encouragement knowing, Hey, they were just where you were a short time ago. They did some things, got in the game and now hear the success stories. So I'm delighted to hear that. It's an exciting thing that we're developing and we want to keep sharing these success stories. Now, let me just run some by you here, and we'll go into the, the other questions that we've got. Will says, Will Ratcliffe says, I just released my new ebook this week, 10 Super Fun Team Icebreakers and Challenges. There are 10 different exercises all centered around a superhero theme. So he's got his book, and the book is, um, boy, again, it's one of these, it's hard to share URLs in an audio format, but just go to Amazon and search for 10 super fun team icebreakers and challenges. You can see Will's book there. Robert Longley. My latest book is words of power, which you can get for free. Yeah. Like September 13th through the 17th. So depending on when you're listening to this on Kindle words of power, it's a collection of almost 200 inspirational poems that each focus on one word. Wisdom and passion are both in there. Well, that's cool, Robert. Thanks for sharing that. Duke Matlock has a new book out, Get Up and Grow, 21 Habits of Successful People, uh, just released a few days ago. Uh, Brian Holmes has a new book out, The Four Cornerstones for Strategic Living, a proven framework for building the life you want with the tools you have. I also want to remind you about the Thursday night coaching series that we've got going on. 
Uh, Jen McDonough coordinates that where she has one of our coaches on there and it's just open questions and whatever you want to ask. And uh, coming up on September 22nd will be Marcy Travis, your positive mindset and how it affects the job search. So Marcy's a pro in that space, getting a traditional job, resume, job search, negotiating salary, those kind of things. You got questions, be make sure that you're on the 48days.net network on Thursday evening, September 22nd at seven o'clock central time. Marcy Davis, will be, Marcy Travis will be there to answer your questions. And then coming up after that, Michelle Gooch is going to be on September 29th. Golly, rolling out a little bit. Aaron Robinson, one of our expert coaches, She's going to be uh, presenting a short presentation on know your why, know your why As Simon Sinek says, start with why, you know, if you know your why it's easier to move into the how to, she'll be there October 6th, October 20th, uh, Giovanna Ellison will be there around the topic of how to be authentic in your business by leading with your faith. All right. Hey, thank, also in this, while we're talking about successes, thanks for your response to my question on names for our new work you love community. My gosh, that was one of those things I did just spontaneously last week. I just said, hey, if you got a better name, I'm not wild about the, the word community. We got to have a, a more energetic, exciting word than just community. Well, I put it out there and just said, send an email to askdan at 48days.com, like when you send your questions. And I, should have thought that through a little better because when I opened that email up and saw the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responses, there it was hard for me to find the questions for this week because they're in the same category. I should have done a, a unique email or had just a blog that I sent you to so you could all see the names that other people suggested prior to you. That's really what I should have done. I, I really... I regret the fact that I did not set it up so you all could see the ones that were submitted. Now we have lots and lots and lots. Some some people suggested, uh, somebody suggested 19 different names. So a lot of you put in one, two. There were a lot of commonalities. I saw a lot of things pop up like collective, tribe, partnership, crew, zone, enterprise, forum, creators, experience, society, guilds, consortium, squad, movement, mastermind. Uh, it won't be called Mastermind. Mastermind is something different. Uh, that's not just a group like we're talking about here. A mastermind is where people are on equal playing field and um, share equally in that. Uh, we're going to have this structured a little differently, so it won't be Mastermind. But thanks so much. We had some uh, creative words, words that were created like Google and Yahoo and those, things like Entresphere. So I'm going to have to pour through those, and we will ultimately choose what name we're going to use for that new work you love community. But again, thanks so much for your responses on that. You can go ahead and continue if you want to. At this point, you might as well go ahead and continue to use uh, askdan at 48days.com. I kind of uh, messed that up, but I have sorted through that. I have this point, I have 21 pages of just the titles listed that you all have suggested. So y'all came through in a big fashion as, as always, and I appreciate that. Hey, if you're a small business owner like I am, probably one of your least favorite things to do is taking care of the books. I know that's true for me. I was talking to my accountant yesterday, and we were talking about all the things that Fresh Books offers us. And I want to tell you about 
fresh books. I'm recommending that you try it to keep track of your expenses and your income. If you go to freshbooks.com slash 48 days, then enter 48 days in the how did you hear about a section, you get a free unrestricted month of use. Now here's the deal. You can get professional looking invoices in about 30 seconds. They're really cool. I had somebody do some work for me here recently and he gave me at the end of the work an invoice. It was a little over $12,000 and it was on a piece of white paper scribbled out in pencil. That meant he didn't even have a copy of it. And I thought, dude, this would make your whole business look so much more professional if you used fresh books. And I told him about it. He agreed that he would check it out. Hey, here's a couple of things that are really important. FreshBooks customers double, on average, double their revenue in the first 24 months. I mean, how cool is that? Sometimes just paying attention to the details is the very thing you need to make your business grow. 97% of customers highly recommend FreshBooks. So check it out. Go to FreshBooks.com slash 48 days. And they, again, enter 48 days in the how did you hear about us section. Get started with your free month of use. All right, I'm going to go right into the questions. We got a bunch of them and they're interesting as usual. Tamara says, I have a business. Its name is Tammy's Tangibles and Hair Salon LLC. As you can see, I'm a hairstylist. That is my true passion in life. Now, now listen to this. I mean, listen to the multiple things that Tammy is trying to do. I love playing with hair. I'm also a direct sales addict. I sell Premier Designs Jewelry. Mary Kay Cosmetics, Norwex, Watkins, and Plexus. I'm also a professional seller on Amazon and trying to get there as well with eBay. I love bargain hunting for Amazon and eBay. I've been doing it for six months now. And the money coming in is, is nice. I have a small clientele for hair. I have a decent setup in my basement. It brings in a little money. Helps to support my other businesses. Wow, ouch, that's a, that's a red flag. My doing hair work helps support my other businesses. Okay. Mary Kay, I don't smell, sell much, but as a family, we use it a lot. Norwex, I love their products and I'm on a mission to get all the chemicals out of my house cleaning routine. I'll share about these products and we'll see if anything comes of it. I do have a possible Facebook show to do in the next couple of months. So we'll see Watkins we use in our family and I'll have someone display in my salon for sale. Premier Designs Jewelry. I've been with now with six, for six years. I love this company, what they're doing in the world it for the world in the name of Jesus. I have a strong passion for this company. The problem is that I do not do enough home shows to totally feel comfortable with them. And I feel stupid because of this. So I know I need to get over that and get on my phone and talk to people about it. My newest direct sales journey is with Plexus. I've been having some rather negative health issues as of late, which include too much weight, not enough energy. I have type one diabetes and I've been having issues with stabilizing my blood sugars as well plus trigger finger and carpal tunnel on the dreaded menopause, menopause, but I could go on, I could go on, but I won't. So I'm starting my plexus journey next week and I'm hoping and praying that I see results in my health. So that is my business structure. Is that too much? Tamara asked. I feel overwhelmed at times, but honestly, it's my family that overwhelms me, not my business. I homeschool, I homeschool my 11 year old son and we have two foster kiddos in public school in our home. My husband's uber supportive of me and my endeavors to be an entrepreneur. Your feedback would be much appreciated. Thanks, Tamara. Put on the brakes. My gosh, nobody can do all of those things. 
Nobody can do that. I mean, I talk about multiple streams of income, but it's like taking one message and then you have it in an ebook form, an audio form, a little course, whatever. That's one thing, but have representing different brands, completely different product lines. I mean, I don't know how in the world you could possibly do that. Well, if I were with premier designs, jewelry, and I knew all the other things that you were doing, I'd tell you, please stop promoting our products. I would rather have you focus on one or two max indirect sales companies and then do those really well. But don't be like the guy in the street. Gee, ask him what I do. And he pulls open his you know, jacket with 15 different options. Say, you know, what do you want, man? I got it all. And nobody takes a person like that seriously. I mean, think about it. Don't be a generalist. Be a specialist. You want to specialize in something. Be the go-to gal for X. If that's Mary Kay Cosmetics, fine. If it's Norwex, fine. If it's Watkins, fine. Don't do all of those. And that just doesn't make any sense at all. You'll minimize your potential success in all of those dramatically. The compilation won't equal what you could do in one area if you're really focused on that and put your efforts into that. That would be my advice. You you need to get the book Essentialism by Greg McCowan. Essentialism how to streamline your life. I mean, when you talk about the health issues that you have, when you're trying to do all the things that you describe doing in addition to homeschooling your own child, there ain't no way. I mean, it just, it just doesn't work. Get the book essentialism, eliminate about 80% of the things you're doing, focus on the 20% and you'll see your health improve and you'll see your business success improve. All right. Lutomia, Lutomia says, and I'm single finishing up graduate school in the next six months in the Midwest, and I'm trying to figure the next steps for my career. I actually heard about you through Dave Ramsey, have recommended your website, book, and podcast to several of my friends in a similar stage of life that I'm in. My main question I wanted to ask is the following. What factors do you feel are the most important when deciding where and when to move to a new city? especially when competing interests are involved. My family, parents, sibling, relatives are in one city. My hometown um, is a medium, medium, small size town, but my heart where I want to settle and move to is another city in which I feel so much more inspired and like myself when I'm in it. As I'm looking forward for how to create the next stage in my life, I know I'll graduate. After I graduate in a few months, I'll be about $90,000 in debt. One of my main goals after graduate school is to pay off my debt. I currently work in a healthcare wellness field, but I'm itching to get started on really working in and building in a profitable way my main passion gifts, and that is to start my own virtual health coaching business and get back into performing and recording, singing and songwriting. You know, when you say get back into performing, recording, singing, songwriting, it sounds like that's been on hold while you get a degree. Now, the fact that you want to start your own virtual health coaching business and get back into performing, recording, singing, songwriting, it makes me wonder what are you getting a degree in that's going to move you forward in that? Or has it really been a pause and not only a pause, but a very expensive pause that now burdens you with $90,000 in debt? I mean, wow, this does not sound like a good plan. Um, she continues, there are jobs available in my field in both cities. 
more opportunity though in the city of my dreams since it's much bigger if i stay in the city where my family lives okay the deal is if she stays in the small town she'd have advantage of not having moving expenses being able to live with family having access to a family car expenses would be lower but the opportunity may be greater in the bigger city how soon can she go on to live the life that she really wants to live and so on i'm paraphrasing a lot of information there wow this is this is a tough situation this just makes my blood boil when I read these. So you're young, obviously probably, you know, 21, 22 years old, and you really are getting clear on what it is that you want to do. You want to have your own virtual health coaching business and get involved in singing, performing, recording, singing, songwriting. But we have this stinking, ugly elephant in a room it's called $90,000 in student loan debt. Yeah, that's going to constrict your opportunity to really live the life that you love immediately. You got to get rid of that thing. You got to get rid of that sucker. Boy, I'd, I'd say take a job that is the highest paying job that you can get for two years, live on rice and beans, live on nothing, and pay that stinking student loan off. Just put your life on hold to pay that off. I mean, it's the price to pay for having gotten yourself in that situation. Don't drag it out and let it take 10 years to, I mean, even 10 years, it's nine grand a year. It's almost a thousand bucks a month. If you spread it over 10 years with interest, it would be that. Boy, that's a tough situation. Get that thing out of your life. Just put your own dreams on hold until you do that. Now, that's not usually the, the kind of solution that I propose. I don't tell anybody to put their dreams on hold, but I mean, I feel so strongly about how horrible the student loan debt is. You need to get that out of your life. So just focus on making a bunch of money. Two years is going to go by really, really quickly. Anyway, maximize your earning power and boom, do that. Now, the only caveat to that would be, can you design your own virtual health coaching business where you would make that kind of money and more? I mean, if you can, then certainly, you know, start that. But that's pretty tough to start as young as you are and to start from scratch a virtual coaching business and grow it to where you're going to have excess cash to throw off against that student loan. I suspect your earning power is going to be greater for the next two years by getting a job if you have some kind of qualifications in the health and wellness area to do that. Man, I hate those, hate, hate those situations. All right, now I'm going to move on. Now, a lot of you are authors, writers, speakers, coaches, and you're, you ask questions about how you can really leverage your message, how you can spread that message. Tom Schwab is a dear friend of mine. He's in my mastermind. We share a lot of ideas together. He has a company called Interview Valet, where he books people on podcasts to help them get exposure for their message. I mean, he's worked with people like Aaron Walker, who last year was on 176 podcasts that, that absolutely exploded his business. I wanted Tom to come on. I wanted to interview him. Now, there's a reason for that. For one thing, he's breaking a record in doing interviews himself, which is really cool. He's going to set a Guinness World Record for number of interviews done. I wanted to help him contribute to that. But I really wanted to pick his brain about how podcasts are so powerful about helping to spread our message. Here's my short note or short interview discussion with Tom. Well, Tom, I've talked to people that you not only are a business colleague of mine, but a personal friend. So it's a delight to have you on the call today. Dan, I am thrilled to be here. The only way it could be better is if we were sitting beside each other there in the sanctuary in Franklin, Tennessee. 
Well, come on down. The weather's great. The fans are going. We could sit out on a patio here and have a conversation. But we'll make do with, with Skype in the meantime. Tom, I've told people that you, with Interview Valet, help people, authors, speakers, coaches, uh, get exposure for what they do by being podcast guests. It's really a popular kind of concept. But explain to us how this shift is taking place, how radio is changing, and what's happening with podcasting. Well, Dan, I think we've seen it over the years, and it really is the empowering of people to choose what they want. So it's not what radio station we can get anymore, but what content we want to to listen to. And the internet makes that possible. And I think it's funny sometimes calling it podcast because there are people that have never owned an iPod or wouldn't (laughs) know what an iPod is, but know what a podcast is. And really, it's almost on-demand radio now. Um, You know, you can get it downloaded to the dashboard of new cars. You can get it to your phone. um, And you you can do so many things while you're doing it. And I think that's one of the magic parts about it is that you can, it's the only medium where you can multitask. So I can't read your blog while I'm jogging, but I can listen to the podcast. You know, I can't, I can't watch a video while I'm cooking dinner, but I can sure listen to a podcast. And so really it, it gives the power to the listener. And I think we've just seen it explode here. Um, there's 350,000 podcasts in the U.S. right now. And while that sounds like a lot, they're all niched down. So you can find just the interests you want. And it's not no longer that people are just listening to it because, you well, know, it's the only thing on. No, now they're listening to it because they want to listen to it. And they want to listen at the time they want. You know, I love it. Of course, I used to listen to radio, as lots of people did. But now, even when I jump in my car, my car has Bluetooth. So it automatically picks up from my phone the podcast that I was listening to that morning and just continues. So even those 10, 15 minutes in my car, I'm listening to podcasts, and radio is pretty well in the background for me. Now, one of the things that I know you really help people with is recognizing that podcast interviews, you're in essence borrowing the credibility in the audience of other people who already have established audiences. And that may be easier for some people than getting a speaking event where they would walk up on a stage. How do you help people understand the ease of being a podcast guest? Uh, very much so, Dan. And, uh, you know, to build up your own audience can take time. And that's why a lot of people would guest blog or try to get on, you know, a, a story on the, the Huffington Post or one of the bigger ones. But when it comes to podcasting, I, I've talked to clients before and said, would you stop everything you're doing right now and drive across town to talk to 10 ideal customers? And they're like, oh, sure. I'm like, would you get in a car and drive across state to talk to a, a hundred? And they're like, sure. And then you say, would you get in a plane to talk to a thousand? And at this point, they're like, "Eh, I don't want to talk. I'm not sure I'm comfortable talking in front of a hundred, much less a thousand. And I'm like, well, don't worry. You don't have to go anyplace. You can do it as a podcast guest, right? So you already know who the author is. They've already got the trust of the host who's invited you on there. So you're sharing that, that trust, and now you get to talk to them. And it can be intimidating for some people, you know, talking in front of a large audience. But, heck, this is just like two guys talking here. Um, You're hearing the same thing that if Dan and I were sitting out on the porch, and it's just very comfortable. Everybody can talk on uh, just a a telephone. And if you're comfortable talking on a telephone, you should be comfortable talking on a podcast. You know, I I love the way you kind of laid that out because – 
I'm talking with you. I'm not thinking about who else is listening. It's like two guys sitting out here on a bench, you know, under the patio, having a conversation. Podcasting allows us to do that. So if somebody is an author, somebody is more introverted than being a real extrovert, but they have a message they want to share with people. You help them understand podcasting is a gentle, a non-intrusive, non-threatening way to help spread their message, which we have to do. I mean, talk a little bit about the fact that you can have a great message, but in today's world, unless you have some way to spread that message, it's not going to affect a lot of people. Uh, Very much so. And, you know, there's great tools out there, but that gives everybody the same opportunity. And sometimes it gets to be a noisier and noisier world. And for a while they were talking about how do you break through the noise? And it really struck me when we were out at Social Media Marketing World, um, I saw everybody walking around with headphones on. You know, the gentleman that was sitting next to me in the plane, there was no breaking through the noise with him. He had headphones on. He could have been an ideal customer, but I, I couldn't have gotten to him. You know, people on the bus, all the rest of that. Whereas if you've got know who you want to talk to, they're already listening there. And one of the great rules about marketing is start the conversation where it's already going on, you know? And so if they're already listening to something, they know, like, and trust it, that's the place to, to start that discussion. One of the, the analogies that I use is, you know, if you want to talk to people, there's two ways to do it. Go to the party where they're already at and start in the discussion or sit at home and, and hopefully they come by your house. Well, one of them is going to be a whole lot easier, a whole lot more fun, uh, a whole lot less costly, and gives you faster returns. And that's going to where they're already listening. Oh, absolutely. Great visual picture for that. Now, when somebody has a message, people often ask me if they are beginning authors or speakers, you know, should I do an ebook? Should I do a physical book? You know, should I create a little course? You know, should I create a live event? And I tell them, yes, 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 yes. You know, just make it easy for your audience to participate in the message that you want to share with them. Talk to us a little bit about how you see people repurposing interviews. So they do an interview with somebody. How can that content be shared or perhaps even broken into other ways to communicate with people? Oh, that's so. That's such a marvelous uh, question, Dan. Because you're so right. Because you put out so many different forms, and there's certain people that love to read your blog. There's other people that just love the podcasts, and there are certain times where you're more comfortable producing one form of content than the other. So, for example, um, I'm I'm an engineer. I, I, my training was as an engineer, and it caused the way I, I think. And I don't naturally just write. Writing a blog for me is painful, but speaking is so much easier. And so if you if you can naturally speak, well, you can transcribe any podcast interviews. And there's a great service out there called Rev.com. For a dollar a minute, you can have it transcribed and sent right to your email. So often on these podcasts, we'll, we'll go ahead and transcribe them. And now you've got this great content. And we all talk at about 150 words a minute. That means about every four minutes, you've got another blog there. Now, there are people that you know wouldn't read a dozen blogs of yours each week, but they'll listen to a 48-minute podcast. 
So people can take these interviews, transcribe them, make blog posts into them. We'll even take them and then start going with highlighters and find 140 characters of wisdom. It's like, oh, there's a great quote. Hey, here's another great piece that would be great for a a meme. Um, There are some people that will even put B-roll footage behind it and make little videos out of it. So really, if it's the... The, the problem now is not how to create the, uh, the content. It's just do it whichever way works best for you and then repurpose it in what works best for your audience. Yeah, boy, great examples in there. There's so many ways people can take their message and make sure that it's being heard by people. Well, Tom, I know that you're serious about doing these interviews. You have a personal goal to set a record for interviews completed, I understand. I do. And I looked on the Guinness Book of World's Records, and there was a record for the most uh, interviewed person on television, for the most interviewed person on radio, but there was not one for podcasting. And I love being a podcast guest, uh, the people I get to talk to, the people I get to meet. Uh, So I reached out to the people at Guinness Book of World's Records and said, uh, um, hey, had you ever thought of this as a category? And they're like, that would be great. Uh, So I'm uh, trying to get as many interviews as I can before January 1st of 2017. And uh, with that, they'll be looking at uh, at my data and uh, should be uh, awarding it at that time. So uh, (laughs) I'll I'll put 48 days and Dan Miller toward the top of that list. (laughs) That's great. Well, that's a short time frame. You're you're really going to get in the game here to make that happen. That's awesome. I've been doing interviews for for two years, so I've got uh, hundreds and hundreds of interviews, but really cranking it up this last last part of the year. Ah, that's great. Well, tell people how they can get in touch with you, Tom, learn more about what you do business-wise, as well as just continue to get these tips about doing great interviews. And I, I love connecting with people. That's that's one of the great things. What's ordinary to you is amazing to me. So uh, if I can be of any service, just go to interviewvalet.com forward slash 48 days. I'll have all my contact information there. My social media will have some uh, free offers there talking to you about you know the six secrets to getting booked on a podcast. There's a little training video that shows you how you can use this uh, to grow your business, how to turn listeners into leads. And uh, you know, I think marketing at its heart is starting a conversation with somebody. And if you're listening to Dan on this podcast, you know the power of podcasting. I guess the only question really is, in the future, are your customers going to hear you or your competitor? And there's two ways to do that. Either start your own podcast or be a guest on great podcasts. Wow. Well put. Well, Tom, thanks for your time, your expertise, sharing so willingly here. I know our audience is going to benefit from you having been on. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dan. All right. Well, there you go. Again, my friend, Tom Schwab, if you want to get his tips about how to do interviews well, he's got some unique content created for us, the 48 Days audience. Just go to interviewvalet.com slash 48 days. Now, last week we talked about Cliff, who in the 48days.net community is writing limericks, writing his little rhymes that he does. And he usually puts something up after a podcast. A couple weeks ago, I talked about how I start my day. And Cliff wrote, telling all about his positive way, Dan gives a view of the start of his day. He says that his power is from his first hour. From there comes the spirit he'll display. Well, he went on to ask, how could he monetize that? How could he make money from doing that? 
Now, I didn't get a whole lot of response from you all on that, but I got a couple things that I need to share here, a couple opposing views, frankly, and then we'll talk about that for a little bit. Michelle says, turn them into a stamp line for scrapbookers, cards makers. I love to make handmade cards for friends and family, but wish I had text stamps with funny rhymes for birthdays, Valentine's Day, graduation, etc. There really isn't a lot out there in the way of text stamps, and I think there's a market for it. Would be need to be done in some neat looking fonts, maybe something playful to match the limerick style. Number two or suggestion, offer custom rhymes for celebrations. People are always looking for ways to make their make their parties unique. Wouldn't it be cool to have a huge party banner with a personalized rhyme on it? There would probably need to be some sort of questionnaire that the person ordering the rhyme could fill out with information about the person they're honoring. All right. Now, part of the challenge with that, and Michelle is aware of that, but part of the challenge with that is doing something that is unique for one person. It's not what we call scalable. You can't sell a thousand of the same thing. What I look for are what is it that I can do one time and sell 10,000 times. When you have a personalized limerick, it's done once for one person typically. And so that is a challenge. Now, Scott addresses that. Scott says, I feel compelled to write in as a voice of reason on the question you ask on the latest podcast. No one is going to pay for a limerick. It doesn't matter if you put them on a mug or a t-shirt or a 365-day calendar. You'll have to sell thousands of those per month to make a living from that. And once somebody buys a mug, they're unlikely to buy another. Why choose such a hard path when the world is so full of easier opportunities? Perhaps he can turn his rhyming skill into something like songwriting, advertising, or get a job at Hallmark. But trying to sell individual rhymes one at a time is a terrible business, in my humble opinion. All right. Well, you know, I have to agree, again, for the reasons that I just stated there, because it's, it's hard to have it scalable. But you kind of open the door here on what the possibilities would be if you put them on a 365-day calendar. I mean, Austin Cleon has a new calendar. He wrote the book, Steal Like an Artist. And you can pay hundreds of dollars for his individual prints, or you can get 12 of them by paying $11.95 for a calendar and tear them apart and hang them on your wall like my friend Andy Traub has done. So, but Austin is making a whole lot of money because they're selling a whole lot of calendars. But I love that kind of approach as well. Now, I just yesterday got the brand new edition of Success Magazine. Incidentally, the theme this month is how to build courage, which has been a common word for me. It's like that reticular activator everywhere I turn. I'm hearing about courage. I love it. I want to expand on that, develop that. Going to use that as a theme for a while. But in the brand new Success Magazine, there's an article about a gal and it really relates to what we're talking about here. Uh, Cliff is using his little rhymes. How could he leverage those? Emily Dowell was diagnosed with cancer at 24 years old. She didn't feel like most of the cards in the market did her difficult situation justice. We humans often have a hard, very hard time knowing what to say when someone close to us is suffering with a serious illness or loss. And despite wanting to connect, we often don't have the words to do so. McDowell, she says, traditional get well soon cards don't really apply when you might not get well. And traditional sympathy cards are pretty narrow in scope. The experience inspired her to launch a collection of empathy cards, which have poignant, irreverent, and genuine sentiments about illness and loss, such as the bestseller. Now, this is what she writes in one of the cards that you can buy. 
Please let me be the first to punch the next person who tells you everything happens for a reason. I'm so sorry you're going through this. She had a witty online greeting card that she launched a couple years ago. She added her empathy cards to the mix in 2015. The cards went viral. After launching, McDowell's company received 15,000 emails and her cards were featured on 300 news outlets and were shared on social media 6 million times. I wanted to provide an alternative that felt more emotionally authentic, McDowell says. I often had trouble finding cards that resonated with me, and I wanted to create cards for the relationships we actually have, not the ones we wish we had. I went to her, I'm on her site. I've got her site up right here, just looking at Like here, she's got God's plan, empathy card. On the front of the card, it says, if this is God's plan, God is a terrible planner. And in the bottom, in parentheses, no offense if you're reading this, God, you did a really cool job with other stuff like um, waterfalls and pandas. <laughs> I mean, how many times have people... Uh, presented that sentiment in a situation where there's some disaster that's happened. Well, you know, it's must be God's will. God planned it all. Well, but think about what Emily has done with her cards. And I think there's a potential for Cliff to do that with his as well. Have that little kind of unique twist. If it is a hilarious, humorous kind of twist. I love that. Taking that little slant on what you might be able to do with your cards. I think there's a real potential there. Incidentally, you know, incidentally, speaking of things that went viral, I have to share with you about our friend, Ted Yoder. Ted came to the sanctuary six years ago. He had just lost his job laying carpet. He didn't enjoy laying carpet. And sometimes as is often the case, when somebody is not happy in their job, it's pretty transparent. And the employer gives you an opportunity to go find a new, new opportunity, uh, otherwise known as getting fired. Well, Ted got fired and he had this strange musical instrument called a hammered dulcimer that he really enjoyed playing. He thought, is there even any possible way he came to the sanctuary, played it here. We encouraged him the first day after he got fired, he went out to five nursing homes knocked on the doors and said he could come in and play this really beautiful music for these old people. Three of them agreed to have him come in and play. I think it was like $500 a piece or something. So he's just done that. He's just done that. He's just knocked on doors and gone to little churches where there's three people there, done whatever, playing his hammered dulcimer. Six years. On August 25th, he did a Facebook Live video from their backyard. Now he's got a bunch of kids It showed the kids sitting around. He's standing there barefoot in a t-shirt, not highly produced. Believe me, done with an iPhone, just Facebook live. And he did an old tears for fears song, did a cover of that. Something happened. Nobody really knows what, how I just checked it. And it, at this point has 66 million, 911,984 views. Over 66 million views. And as a result, they are getting Ted and uh, they are getting orders in. Ted and Don are getting orders in for his CDs faster than they can fill the orders. He's been featured in magazines like Esquire and Forbes talking about this kid from Goshen, Indiana that's got over 60 million views with a little video that he did playing a hammered dulcimer. He's getting requests all over the country to come and play do his concerts using hammer dulcimer. I mean, how stinking cool is that? I love, love, love um, what he's what he's doing there. Love it. 
Uh, let me grab, I'm going to grab one more here. Got, got a couple about getting jobs. We'll come back to those next week. This one is titled Stuck. I'm currently working for a company that does not have a contract with the company we're doing business with. They have multiple proposals, but there's no traction. We have not had an immediate supervisor for more than a year, and the manager is in, who's in place is extremely rude and demanding. I've tried my best to work for her, but I feel myself getting deeper into depression over the situation. I've applied for the positions and I've been told I have a great background and resume, but would not be a good fit for the company. My husband and I are in the process of adopting our foster daughter and I have to be very deliberate about anything I do. I just feel depressed and I'm having a hard time seeing my way to a better professional career. Now the lady's name, I'll have to call you out on this because the lady who wrote this, your name is Hope. Hope. My gosh, what a, what a fortuitous name. I love that. Your name is Hope. You describe your situation as stuck, but with a name like Hope, how could you possibly do anything but be optimistic and positive looking forward? You've got to do that. Now, here's the deal. You're in the process of adopting a daughter. I, I understand that you don't want to rock the boat there. However, people change jobs every day. That's not a major deal anymore. I mean, being in the same job for a long time is not the only factor they're going to be looking at in terms of your appropriate fit as a foster parent. I'd start a job search immediately. Start a job search immediately. I I got a note from a good friend of mine this week. He says, Dan, I can't make this stuff up. I was driving back from a meeting. I got a call from two people who work for me in my office. There was an impromptu meeting called by Human Resources for all Office of Information Technology personnel. They went to the meeting. At the meeting, the group of about 50 people were divided into two groups, a small group of 16, my team, and a group of 34, including all management personnel. The 34 were terminated immediately. That took out my boss and all but one other director. The 16, including me, were told that a new company is coming in to take over all IT functions and we'll have to interview So during the month of September, all of us who remain, the 16 who did not get fired, will have the opportunity to be interviewed by the new company that's going to be overseeing the management of the company. Anyway, my friend has decided not to pursue. He simply gave his notice. He's going to be leaving there. Now, back to your situation, Hope. I mean, having having a situation as you describe is certainly not hopeless. I would identify what are your strongest skills what are your most marketable skills what are new companies where you would be an appropriate player with those skills start the job search you know get out i'll tell you what i'll send you a new copy of 48 days to the work you love didn't indicate that you have that i want you to have the brand new version the 10th anniversary edition 48 days to the work you love i'll get that out follow that process of doing a job search in there got to just get right back in the game hold your head high you don't have to put up with a manager where you who is rude and demanding where you're going deeper and deeper into depression life is too short don't sacrifice your own personal health and that of your family relationships by hanging on to a job that's sucking the life out of you there's plenty of opportunities out there put yourself right into the job search hold your head high and be confident that in 48 days you're going to be in a new position And you're going to be more attractive as a foster mom for the daughter that you're bringing into your home. Congratulations on doing that. Well, hey, we covered a lot of ground today. 
Thanks for all of the suggestions again on the 40 on the work you love community that we're going to be launching in the next month or so. And for the other suggestions for the situations that we presented as well. Keep in mind, we got coaching with excellence. The first one coming up in January. Then in February, we've got the ultimate advantage cruise and a lot of buzz about that. We're going to be having a lot of fun on that. A great way to reward yourself and also plan for what you want 2017 to be check out those under live events in 48 days and ultimately hey just thanks for being engaged i mean thanks for not settling for mediocrity wow opportunities are all around us i don't want to make that sound trite not a walk in the park to make your life better but if you're intentional and make decisions you can make your life better so thanks for being part of this community where we are in fact finding or creating together work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. 